Hey, this is Dave Chris. I'm the pastor of We're One based out of Gateway Assembly, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that this equips you and encourages you in your faith to see Jesus more clearly in your life. Let's hit it. What's up, everybody? This is a We're All Podcast. This is part two of a two-part conversation that we've been having. We already released part one. We hope you've already watched it. If you have not watched it, the link is down in the description. You can click that. Watch that before you get into this. But we hope you learned something. We hope you feel inspired. We hope that you're ready to create and take on the world for Christ. So uh, be blessed. I think for like... The creative relationships and this is where like you start to get a little more administrative because you do need that administrative like handle to a certain extent um especially when you are building like not only just like a brand but an identity i want to talk about two things real quick and then we'll be done but i think these are really important especially for the ministries that might be watching uh i feel personally and i wanted to get your take on this i feel like there are uh three camps there's either the person who is just doesn't think it's useful like that video you that video that was made is just kind of like what's the point of it there's the person who is like uh i want to i just don't know how and then there's the people who are pouring a lot of effort to the creative expression of their ministry and specifically talking ministry, maybe even youth ministry, or maybe you're a senior pastor and you don't know how to start it. I feel like the best place to find yourself is in the, either the second seat where you're like, I want to, I just don't know how. And then that's more of an administrative question. Or how are you administrating the creatives around you? Or the third area, which is like, I'm doing it but we're consistently getting more and more innovative, more and more innovative. I don't know if that makes sense. I just kind of came up with those in the spot. But the idea was that, like, for the person who's in the first chair, where you're just like, this is, like, what's the point? Why? Like, why is this important to us? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that's the, the question to answer. Why are we constantly uh, filling our schedule with shoots, with... Uh, filling our schedule with literally meetings, talking about nothing but the design or music, or why are we scheduling things? Like, what's the point? Why is it important for them? So I would say um, look around and recognize that we are in a digital renaissance. Like that is what we are living in right now. And it just so happens that art and even social media content is the chosen delivery system of this generation Mm -hmm. and we have a message to get out and that's how society has decided that they will communicate with one another and i think it's just as our 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 job as as leaders in the church or just christians in general like we need to be willing to do anything short of sin to see people saved for jesus so why why not yeah like why wouldn't it matter then i was talking to a friend of ours and he said we have the greatest he's like jesus isn't a product but like if you look at it from a business standpoint like you have the greatest thing to offer and the church is just not expressing it well yeah it's all about how you deliver it you look at jesus and how he delivered his message through parables like some people are like why you why don't you just tell us why do you keep telling us through these Mm -hmm. weird random stories 
well, that's how people understood things back then. Like through yeah. the stories that were uh, relatable. Mysterious. And yes, yes. They were intriguing. That brought that curiosity out of them. And then even the the relatability of the stories of, of you know, talking about mm -hmm. a farmer and talking about a fisher and fisher of men. It's like, yeah. wait, hold on. You want me to what? You know, it's like, that's like, yeah, we're fishermen. Wait, you want, you want us to fish for men? Mm -hmm. Now there's that curiosity. And so yeah. that that's kind of our whole goal. We if you if you look at like the 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 branches of hierarchy, mm -hmm. you know, you have attract or attention and then intrigue and delivery. And like the whole idea if you if you look at like a magazine ad, like it's always like a large picture or like something that catches your eye. Mm -hmm. Like that's the attention. And then they have a huge header of what this whole page is really about. That's mm -hmm. the intrigue. And then they have the actual information they need you to know in the body, like the, the small paragraph. That's the delivery. And like, yeah. that's, that's what Jesus taught us to do. Mm -hmm. Like through his parables, even like, it was like, let me grab your attention. Let me bring you in a little bit closer. Now let me present to you the kingdom of heaven. I think that like to, on top of that, Christians have a unique thing where we are constantly this is more philosophical but we're constantly in tandem with the infinite so there's always more to learn there's always more gaps to fill there's always more things to do and that should make us more and more and more excited about the the future gaps to fill and the future things to learn and the future things to 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 be and so i guess like even when it comes just from a ministry standpoint like when I came into the youth specifically, I remember going, we have this event called Collision, but we don't do like, and we do like a video and it's got footage, but like no one, like we want to, like it'd be cool if we could just like inspire and do something super sweet. That's all I had. That's the only thought I had. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, so Collision, so it's like a retreat. So should we like get footage of retreat? I'm like, no. We should get people walking around in a gym. You know what I mean? And and it doesn't make any sense other than the fact of when people get done watching it, they go, Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. What is that? Like, and that's it. Yeah. And uh that to me is so powerful. And I think there's a lot of ways that Christians go about it in the sense of instruction. Because they we're so, start off with delivery. They start off with instruction. You haven't because we're, given we're, any sort of attention. We're used to preachers, you know? Yeah. Like preachers will be like, here's what we need to do. Uh, but Jesus, he instructed at times, but other times, you know what he did? He just inspired people. Mm -hmm. And how he inspired them was he said there was two in the field, and you know what I mean? And he's telling the parables. And obviously there is an instruction within that, but it takes the person who's curious, who's willing to keep going, to be inspired to keep looking into it. And I think that Jesus did that a ton. And you can do that, like we said, with a visual hierarchy where you can make something look like when you're just looking at a poster and you see something on the poster mm -hmm. and you go, what is that? Like, what is this thing? Yeah. And it reminds me of um, like a, a meme swipe through, like on Instagram, like you swipe to the end and they're like, well, you've swiped this far. You might as well give us a follow. follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Honestly, that's what Jesus did. It's like the reason he did that. It's like, I could get you to follow me by just telling you to follow me. Yeah. But if I intrigue you mm -hmm. to follow me, now it's your decision. And there are and times. You're not going to give up on your own decision. Yeah. And there you were times where people. he literally said, just follow me. 
Right, but right. But then right. there are other times where he demonstrated who he was. Yeah, and that's people the, followed. the inspiration, though, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when you say that, like it makes me think, like it's almost like he supernaturally discerned, like these people need to make the decision on yeah. their own right now. I remember being at a moment where we our schedule was so full. I mean, our schedule was always full, but like it was like really extra full. It was like a year ago or two years ago. And so something we do, and we are one for all of our major encounters. So that would be a collision. It's a summer camp we do. Um, that would be conference. We are in conference. It's a, the largest like media output from the our ministry specifically. We are one, um, and the church does this with like this heart loves and everything. But I, I we we did these trailers, and trailers to us were ways to inspire. So we we uh, developed, and this is part of the the conversation. I want to even take it further. We tried to develop tangible language to determine abstract things. So like, even though trailer can mean a bunch of different things, a bunch of different people, what does this mean to our team? When we say trailer, it means something very specific because we're dealing with a lot of like what you say a trailer is. I don't understand what that means. You know, I think it could be a, a trailer could be a four minute video, but you thinking it's 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when we say we put very tangible language to very abstract things, so we started doing trailers and trailers for us were footage that we shot to inspire people to be a part of an event or encounter. And then we started doing teasers, which were videos that were of footage from last year. So people, so we were giving people inspiration and then instruction. So like, in, we, and we've always show them first the inspiration. So the first thing, or we've switched up, but at the time we were showing them, we would always be like, boom, here's a trailer. And we'd get people like, holy smokes, what is this thing that I'm, that I'm seeing? Like, this is interesting. Yeah. And then later we go, this is a summer camp. Like you need to show up. Like, yeah. and so now they're left going, that was cool. I want to see more of that. Mm -hmm. Well then sign up for summer camp. You know what yeah. I mean? But for us, we got to a point where the call to action yeah. is so important. Like if you yeah. don't have a call to action, mm -hmm. you just grab their attention for no reason at all. And we, yeah, that's exactly it. And then we, we were doing it so much that I was like, bro, I don't think we should do this anymore. Like, I know it's, I know it's good for us. And I think that there's good, healthy conversation to be like, is the work worth it? Like, yes. It, are we just spinning our wheels? Like, did I spend eight hours on this design, which I've done before and it's up for literally like it's a yeah. poster that's up or did that, I that's the choosing so your battles much time. Thing. Yeah. And so I was thinking we should just not do these anymore. And I was watching a sermon of a guy um, and he was talking about he told the story of Adam and Eve in the garden and Adam and Eve or, or Adam's walking with Jesus or, or sorry, Adam's walking with God. I'm getting tongue tied. Adam's walking with God and they're in the garden and they're walking and they see this tree and it's a fruit tree. And he goes, God, this tree's like amazing. Why did you make this? He said, well, it's for utility. Like it helps you eat. Um, like it gives you something. And then he goes to, uh, he goes to another tree, he goes to an oak tree and the oak tree, there's no fruit that can be taken from it. And he goes, well, God, then why did you make this tree? He goes, well, I made that tree because it's beautiful. And that like hit me. I was like, dang, sometimes we do things to just purely express yeah. the beauty of God. And that is inspiring to people that God created the stars 
for for no utility purpose other than for us to be inspired and then because of that inspiration it pushes you to action and so when we create whether it's music we're inspiring people to come closer to the lord for that action yeah. step or to sign up for a camp that will bring them closer to the lord or a conference that'll bring them closer or this heart loves to be a part of an expression of our church right and i think that that was like that wrecked me and i was like we have to do it no matter how tired we are we have to make beautiful things mm -hmm. that was like powerful for me and that like changed my perspective um on like the importance of it so for anyone i guess who's like what's the purpose of spending a whole this is my day off why should i be spending it doing a video shoot because people uh they don't even ask for inspiration but it's our job as bringers of christ to sometimes give them that mm -hmm. and we yeah we do need to ask what is the is the is the work worth it all the time but we go into creative expressions all the time where we don't even know if it's worth it we're just being curious so for you i guess like what would be the the line of figuring out like utility and beauty because the fruit in the, the tree had utility yeah. and the other tree was there just for beauty. And I know you can make an argument. You'd be like, well, the tree could be chopped down and turned into a house. But like in the story, that was what was so compelling about it was there's the beauty and then there's the utility. Right. Um, I actually just had this encounter this last week um, with one of our designers. Um, so... I, I think the the line from from the the seat I'm sitting in, like not as a designer but a leader of a team who's managing employees who receive a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it, we need to be frugal. We need to be wise. Yeah. Where a conversation I had with one of our designers once, um, they wanted to do like a sticker collage look for one of these designs. And I was like, cool, just hop online and just buy a sticker pack for like $20. Mm -hmm. And they pushed back at me and they were like, no, I want to actually make these stickers, print them out, cut them, put laminate plastic over them to make them look like vinyl stickers, rub them up, you know, you know, yeah. tear them and stuff, put them back in the scanner and then bring them in digitally. And I was like... So we could pay $20 for this pack and have the project yeah, yeah. done in 20 minutes, or I'm going to have to pay you two days worth of a wage in order to do that. Yeah. And I think like as, as workers of the kingdom, like I always approach every project of not a matter of, is this worth my time? Because I agree with what you're saying. Like sometimes creative expression is just needed, Yeah. but also I am messing with God's money right now. Like that's genuinely how I think. Like, mm -hmm. is this worth God's time? Like he's investing financially yeah. into me. So I need to be not just efficient, but effective. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not enough to be one or the other. We have to be efficient and effective. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, this actually same designer uh, scheduled a, a video shoot for a video that went on social this last week and like it was it was like you know days worth of work and I kind of sat down with them and I was like 
why'd you do this? <laughs> like we, cause we talk about the delivery system. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, it was just like a one shot on social. It's like, how much time did it take us to produce this one 30 second video that it wasn't used in service. It's yeah. not going to be shown again. It was just a blip on the the map on in social land. Um, and I guess, I guess to play well, devil's advocate, where would be then? Well, I, if I could finish this, because yeah. like, what they said back to me, they said, they said, Pastor Luke, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I think I just got excited. I said, don't worry about it. I understand yeah. the need to just work on something that you're excited about. I said, you know what happens when you work on something you're excited about? It gives you fuel to work on things you're not so excited about. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this more than anything, this was not branding, marketing, promoting. This was this was not a business move. Mm-hmm. This was like personal health over you and your own creative journey. Mm-hmm. And so I I applauded them, honestly, like stepping into that that project. That may like on a business side, we might look at it like it's just a blip in social land. Yeah. But it's like, no, like they actually like watching their product. It's it's Monday right now. Mm-hmm. And watching the things that they brought to our morning meeting this morning, it was just like, wow. <laughs> You really needed that little bit of just passion project because yeah. you came back like with a vengeance against these other check- checklist items, you know? Yeah, I think the like, and I agree with exactly what you're saying. I think the, the thing is, it's like there is almost a, what's the term? Like you won't see a return right away. Right. You're investing into maybe a skill set. Yes. You're investing into a culture you're trying to create. Well, that's what I, that's what I told exactly. them. I said, I said, they were like, what do you think? I go, I'm struggling because it's good. I was like, if this was really yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. I'd say great job, great mm-hmm. practice, but we got to move on. I was like, it's really good. And I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a delivery system because it didn't happen to, it didn't fit in our service order for that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pastor wanted to come off of worship. He didn't want to come off of a video. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know where to put it. Like we got to use it somewhere though. So I'm really struggling, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think that, I think that that's super powerful. Like the idea of not only is this like, I think we can either get in our head. This is, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Is this worth it? And then there's the other people who don't necessarily know how to maximize what they're doing. And they're yeah. creating things that are amazing, right. but there's no platform or they're not, it's not really getting pushed the same way. I think that it's important to understand that there is that fine line, but as well, we just, we have, it sounds so bad. We have to waste time and experiment. Oh yeah. And like, and it, maybe that's, from a that's business the collect- standpoint, that's the it collecting. can't be like, it can't be like, well, okay, then I'll clock out then. If we know, I'll clock out because I need to make this. If we pack, if we know, you know a I mean? faster way to the finish line, yeah, like I like it's a fine line of like, are you experimenting, collecting, exploring, discovering, yeah, or are you being prideful and wanting to do it the homemade way? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's what I really drive drive into our team is like, like the the viewer. Like th- this is something my brother told me when I was in high school. I told him, I was like, oh man, I spent 16 hours on this design. He goes, yeah, no one cares. (laughs) The audience doesn't care. Yeah. You could spend all the time in the world on something and it's not going to show. They have no idea how much time. But there almost is that you have to waste some time in the learning process. Absolutely. To know that you're even wasting time. For sure. For sure. I think that that's like a a weird place. Until you can discern that. Throw yourself into it because I see a lot of beginner designers 
do the complete opposite. They wait for the stars to align. Mm -hmm. Like they wait for that perfect project to really give it their all. And they don't, they don't want to like, it's almost like they have a limited amount of creativity. And, and I would just, I despise that honestly. Like, like I, I used to be like that. I would procrastinate projects because I was like, I don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. Just start. Yeah. Try literally anything. I think like it goes for like even photography at our church, like, uh, like for a while it was like, it was kind of my thing at the church, but I didn't really like love it cause I'm doing 15 other things. And then people started rising up, people started rising up and just taking it. And it was like, well, if you can do this, I think there's a rule. I don't know if it's Craig Rochelle. It's probably not, it's probably not him. Like if you can do this at 80%. Andy Stanley says Andy 80%. Stanley? And then Craig Rochelle says, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a step further yeah. and say, if you can do it 50%. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, if you can do this and you're at least 50% at my level or yeah. 80%, I'm stealing what they said, but they, I think that that is powerful, especially to someone who's starting a team and they don't necessarily see the purpose of it. Um, or they're starting a team, like a creative team, and they're just talking about creative ideas. And then they go, I'm the one who has to put all this stuff to the yeah. plow. Well, put it on them. They're not going to create the exact thing you want. But as long as they have the drive, they will. Yeah. And they, they will get there. And then you can just go back and delete those old Instagram posts. That you don't <laughs> like. No, I'm just kidding. I think it is important, though, like what you're saying is essentially lower your expectations of quality. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is like so, so important. It's quality of design and maybe quality of designer or quality yeah. of singing. Maybe the quality of singers increasing over time when you give them right. that headroom. Exactly. And and like I, I think about um, uh so, some people may may try and find an excuse of like, oh, my my church doesn't have a creative department. Like I don't like I I like doing this, but I don't have a, an avenue to do it. It's like yeah, it's like, make we, it. We didn't either. Yeah. What? Sorry, Siri's talking. <laughs> Siri wants in the conversation. But yeah, we we didn't either. Like there was a a time in our church. Yeah. There weren't any designers. There was no graphic designer at our mm-hmm. church, and we would just like come into the church after school. And just like, whatever, let's try something. And like that, that developed into practical design, which kind of developed into lighting design mm-hmm. and then videography and motion design. And like, it just, like, it was a gateway to so many other different things. Yeah. And I, I think as leaders, like you have to allow, like you're saying, the headroom of just like, let this be what it should be, mm-hmm. which is probably not as good as maybe this person or I or whoever yep. could produce. But in order for you to learn, like the youngest designer on our team, I think is 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. Is, is a 15 now? Is he 14? I think he's 15. When he started, he was 13. Yeah. So there you go. I think too, like um, knowing that they aren't maybe as good as you. Yeah. Um, or they might they might not be able to do the things that you can do. But I want, if I truly have a... Uh, desire to leave a legacy like I want to give them tips that like I definitely got tips but you probably didn't get you know it's tutorials yeah like I what I learned in seven years you learned in like two years yeah like you're and you can your journey that process completely immensely. accelerated yeah like literally I just had someone text me at the design and they uh love Gotham the font if you don't know what Gotham is it's I 
I don't like it anymore. I think it's because we overused it. We used to love it. I'm so sick of and it now. And he loves Gotham. And he also loves that. I told my team like two two years, start of 2020, I said, okay, you're not allowed to use Gotham. Yeah. No one used Gotham ever again. I, I like hit a threshold. I was like, I was done with it. I know. And, and then like uh, he used italicized Helvetica. Like he used Helvetica bold, italicized. You don't know what that is. I hope they'll probably like provide it right here. This is what it looks like. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't like it. I've never liked it. And so that's where I'm trying to go. This is me. Like, yeah. this is me. Uh, I just don't like it. And I'll, but I have to be honest and be nice to be like, listen, man, I am just not into Helvetica italicized like that. Um, especially if it's just like as a subheading or anything like that. I just feel like it feels weird in the layout. I just like it better, not italicized. And I know what he's going to do. He's going to actually give me what I want, but that wasn't my point. Right. And I think this reminds me of a thing that you sent to me. I sent you a shirt design and you threw out a, a an idea. You said, oh, maybe we should tweak it. And I looked at it and I said, listen, or I didn't say anything to you. I just went, ah. in, in idea, it works because you're dealing with all these abstract concepts, especially with like music, like music. It's like, this could be cool, but a lot of times we only know it's cool until we hear it. Yeah. And same thing with design. It's like, this could be an idea. And so a lot of times when like I'm directing team, it's like, you could do it this way or maybe more go more the, in this direction. Like it's kind of the what if concept you brought, but it's also me going, I'm not going to put such hard lined boundaries on this either. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to put soft boundaries where we know that we've gone yeah, you're way off track, but where does the track end? Well, somewhere around here-ish. And so I'm not going like, hey, if you use this color, that's evil. Um, right. For or, me, that's green. And then you guys literally just and we break popped out an entire year-long conference push. I know, on green. Of just green. And and I love it. it now I hate green. It worked, though. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, they changed the lights. They're not so yeah. green anymore. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I think that, that that's been like really fun. Uh, I guess we'll end on this, like more of like personal, like what has been uh, a project maybe that you've worked on recently that you're proud of? I don't think I'm allowed to say that you've worked on recently. That's why I said that way. Recently that you're proud of, that you've created, that maybe something you learned from that project. How recent? Something released. Something released? Something released. Then future. I don't know. <laughs> like what was something you learned from that creative process? Um, uh, that creative process specifically. If you know what future is, it's our song. It's released right now. Link in bio. Oh, amen. Um, amen. Uh, so that that process specifically, I don't think it's always something about you learn from the process. I think it's often reminded by the process, um, like throwing yourself into it. Like that's, that's what I was reminded mm -hmm. when, when we were producing that song, it was like, uh, it had been a while, like since we had done Rusty. music and it was like, how do we even do this anymore? Like, I, I really don't know. And it, it really was one of those things of like, just gotta throw yourself in and see yeah. what comes out. Like, like I was sound designing in that mm -hmm. sense, like still a designer, but it's like, looks different. I don't have any idea what I'm doing anymore. Like that's how it feels sometimes. And you just got to like keep pushing buttons until it does something that you're like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
And like, that's that curiosity. Yeah. That's just being okay with that journey and, and not, not thinking, um, not thinking everything you make has to be good. Like just create and let it be horrible because like what you're talking about building the skill and everything like that, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to collect something from something you created. Like that's why we have it listed in that order of like collecting, collaborating, creating, Cause it's going to swing you back around every time you create, you're going to collect something. I can't remember. It. I can't remember who I heard this from. I think it was just some random person on Instagram or something like that, but they're basically, I'm a stealist from, I'm not going to give them credit cause I don't know who they are. But they're <laughs> basically, they were like, someone showed them, them a song. They'd be like, this is my first song I made. They'd be like, Oh cool. Well, how much like farther do you think I make it? Well, you're about 50 songs away. And they, and they, he doesn't say you have to learn He's like, I can give them mixing tips all day long. Yeah. I can give them like, you shouldn't use this instrument or you should use this or this line. This melody is not very good. But really, they're going to learn that if they make 50 more songs. It's true. Like, if you make 50 more songs, then you'll be good. Like, then you'll be, you have learned those skills. Yeah. And that's like, that like blew my mind. Same thing can goes for design or even with like, I don't know if we want to stretch this as far as like sermon illustrations, like, or sermons, just like the creativity that you have in sermons just naturally comes from doing it. Yeah. And if you're someone who desires to innovate, it, even in a small way, or to get Christian Eve, like you have the faith of a mustard seed, like you will progress more and more and more. And I, even so, like, I feel like every single skill set, you could relate it to how do I do that on a hobbyist level? Because mm-hmm. it is very important to recognize when when you're doing it on a professional scale and on a hobbyist level, um, not to say one is less than the other, but... When you're, stakes are higher. When you're on a professional level, yeah. is you're being paid to do this, so you you really do need to work quickly. Yes. But when you're building that skill, like like what we were talking about earlier, when we were talking about like the experimentation and stuff, like that's not something that like you you want to spend a lot of time on as a professional. Mm-hmm. That's like okay. That's what, what a professional should be doing on their off time. Yeah, like as a beginner designer like, or a beginner, anything say, you know, you bring up sermon illustrations. That's honestly the hardest one to come up with an example of like, how do you do that? Well, I would say it's through conversation. Yeah. Like it's, it's through the, the fundamentals of public speaking is talking to another person, building your vocabulary, being able to share imagery with them, mm-hmm. relate metaphors and similes and, and bring in, um, either, even like we're talking about parables. It's like, yeah. Honestly, Jesus' preaching style was very conversational. And so um, finding ways on your creative journey to do things on a hobbyist level just for the sake of practice yeah, and bring them into the professional space. Yeah, and I think like even like with like specifically sermon illustrations, it's like you, it's really about expediting people to get there quicker. Like for example, I can preach 40 sermons I can teach someone to preach yeah, and they might only have to do 30, but they're still going to have to do something because it's really comfortability. It's like, am I, it's not even just skill. It's like comfortability with the skill. Like I can play this line on guitar, but you can tell the difference between me and someone who's like so comfortable playing it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of times when creative people aren't comfortable in their skin where administrative people aren't comfortable with creative people because they're naturally uncomfortable. Like it's, you have to be uncomfortable to be creating to a certain extent. You're, you're paving new paths. Um, I think that 
there's a lot of those you're just trying to find where it is and i think in the end um it all comes down to something our pastor said uh, one time in a staff meeting he just goes if you can think it you can do it yeah and like there's really no excuse to not do something yeah. and in this day and age like it's really the the grind saying, i don't know how that's not an excuse anymore yeah. the the internet can teach you literally anything yeah and if you can think it you can do it you might not be able to do it in the next year yeah you might be planning for something you're going to do 10 years from now but like if you believe that god is giving you a thought or even if you have a thought and you're like i don't know if that's god well start tooling it out do i want to do this like is this something that's beneficial and then it's possible i think that that's the vision of what our pastors really instilled within um our church that i love is like yeah, you could sit down and be like, well, logistically, this is probably not the best thing that you could do. Yeah, we can have those logistic conversations. But in the end, like, we can do this. Yeah. Like, and we're excited. If you get people excited, literally anything is possible. And you inspire them, man, it's all, it's all, it's all possible. And so um, I hope this has inspired you. I hope that you have been excited to create in whatever way possible. Um, we would love to hear how this has uh, maybe helped you or just inspired you in a way. Maybe we've said everything you've heard before, but it, like he said, it's just a reminder. Like it just, we're just reminding you to keep going, to keep creating, to keep making, um, and to keep pushing forward to what God has for you in your ministry. And so have an amazing day. This is the We're One Podcast. Love y'all.